Uh, hey there, this is Lucy. And I'm Sam. Whoa. And, <laughs> and we're so fucking sorry. And today we're talking about the apocalypse. Preface. Aren't we, Sam? Yes, preface. It's 10 a.m., so we're both a little low energy, but this is the perfect time to talk about all of our doom. Mm-hmm. All of our doom. We're talking our apocalypse plans preparedness the apocalypse we're living through maybe <laughs> i don't know um oh i put that there because like what if covid went the wrong way and instead of being just like a really it's viral already disease, going the wrong way disease? i don't know if that classifies as a disease i don't know my terminology whatever it's fucking with people what if it fucked with people so hard they became zombos oh damn all right okay who wants to start with their personal apocalypse plan first well i have a question for you yes lay it on me step one step one die (laughs) (laughs) step two profit (laughs) profit (laughs) okay but like seriously my apocalypse plan for like this isn't for like oh big storm or oh covid obviously but like <laughs> um it gets still the here. flu die <laughs> rip um but like if there were actually zombies right like we're t- picture this all right we're going to set the scene you're sitting at home you're streaming you're doing your little tip tap tip tap that's the sound of you uh uh playing tap video tapping. games okay. <laughs> on your keyboard uh when somebody pops in your chat and they're like holy shit there's zombies sam and you're like uh aha very funny gamer xx 69 420 kickflip uh i don't believe in zombies and they're like no seriously turn on the news and you're like i don't know how to get the news but anyways you (laughs) open snapchat or something and breaking news there are zombies you you realize in that moment that a not only are you going to have to face the existential horror of your friends and family eating each other but b it's going to be like that for the rest of forever because like zombies they never figure it out in zombie movies it, it always falls in anarchy so in my opinion <laughs> do i want to live in that world no so step 1 die step two profit i fully agree with the that plan um i find like all every zombie whatever movie show game that i've ever seen the survivors have such a will to live and i'm like good on you but you can't (laughs) you can't take a hot shower so like is it really worth it what's the point I know that's, that's like, really privileged. (laughs) But, like, I wouldn't want to have to struggle every day to survive if I didn't have to. Right? And, like, Like being so afraid of death at every given second. Yeah. I think that's that's the real struggle. I can't go and get ramen whenever I want? (laughs) There's no sushi? (laughs) What the fuck? Plus, like, zombies are gross. They, I don't want to. They're gross. Not only that, but you're gonna be stinky. Cause how often do you get to wash oh, no. your bad uh, <laughs> zombie's brains out? I don't want to be a stinky zombie. <laughs> One of my theories, 
I'm, I have 700 theories about zombies. Just kidding. Um, no, but like one of the things I was actually thinking about is why there are so many zombies like everywhere in these media portrayals of the apocalypse. Mm. Because if you just like live in a small town, there might be like, <laughs> what, a thousand? You could eventually yeah. like kill them all and just like go back to normal. Like right? if we had a apocalypse that somehow made it back home, it could be well contained. Granted, I know like a lot of the things are set in big cities because it's where people come from. So you would mm-hmm. have like millions of potential zombies. But for the rest of the world, it would probably be very normal. Right? And I feel like all these zombie movies are like, oh yeah, the zombies would like migrate. They would like move to to where the food is, which I guess is like if there was a small town, they would go there. But like that don't make no sense. Like what I don't think zombies have like a migration pattern. Well, even if they <laughs> they're did, not pigeons. It would take them so long to get right? to where they need to go. Like years. And by then, like I don't know, would we'd probably have our shit together. And if not, um Plus, I feel like you could take care of like bigger hordes yeah here's here's the thing here's the thing i'm thinking about unless the virus or whatever it is that zombifies people also stops decay just wait a couple months yeah (laughs) they're gonna rot and then they're gonna be what skeletons i don't think the skeletons can move without the meat so just like if they're rotting just like wait like a good just a couple of months in the summer apocalypse over my friend okay i'm looking at walking speeds are we gonna (laughs) are we zombies or people uh people but we can translate to that to zombies in a second are we gonna consider because i know left for dead has a whole bunch of different types of zombies and there's ones that like run around are we considering all zombies like mindless brain dead or are we gonna have special zombies okay I always have had beef with the fast special zombie thing when it's just like regular meat people, you know, and not like uh, some kind of super alien virus. Because like, I don't know about you, but dead bodies aren't like hypermobile, my friend. Um, So yeah, I do not vibe with fast zombies. I think I think they're stupid. Okay. And I hate them. <laughs> no fast zombies. I think I was looking at D and D move speeds as well. I think you can make like at a, a average walking pace. I think it was like twenty. Actually, let's just Google it. D and D walking speed per day. Because it was a really good. You can do four hundred feet per minute if you're going fast. Mm. Uh, what is eighteen miles in? kilometers <laughs> don't ask me because <laughs> 18 miles is what they said okay yeah it's 28 so we'll round that up to 30 uh if dnd says you can walk 30 kilometers <laughs> shit was that per day or per hour <laughs> damn i wish i could walk 30 kilometers an hour <laughs> what, did i say I'd per be... hour yeah you did <laughs> okay tra- traveled per day <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking going like you blink and suddenly he's over the hill okay 
per day, <laughs> according to GND, you can walk 30 kilometers. So we'll assume that the, the um, zombies or walkers or whatever you want to call them walk yeah. a little bit slower. So let's make that 20 to 25. Okay. You wouldn't get nowhere. No. Like, you'd barely be out of the city. Not even, probably, if you were going 20 kilometers a day. So, migrating from place to place, unless you literally live in the closest towns I've ever seen, would take you forever. Right? And I don't know about you, but some like some of that terrain isn't walkable. Like, especially no. in Canada, you're going to find bogs, uh, lots of really like densely wooded areas you're gonna find Mm -hmm. there's like a whole bunch of space too so like i feel like we could do it oh yeah canada would absolutely survive a zombie apocalypse i think at least most parts of canada maybe not like big toronto uh, but (laughs) central canada would become a problem i don't even think they'd notice in the territories they'd be like what yeah there's an apocalypse (laughs) Um, huh, didn't know. We might be slightly affected, but as long as we get somewhere safer, honestly, even here, I'm pretty safe. You're in the city, like yeah, I'd be screwed for a bit. I think honestly, first move, like okay, obviously step one, die. But <laughs> if if that fails, um, <laughs> the first move would be go home, go to to um our hometown because that shit is isolated as fuck yes and no um okay let's talk shit hit the fan you have i don't even think you have a car but i have a car so i would pick you up on the way we have one tank of gas and like planes and stuff aren't running there's no gas station so we might Mm. be able to get some but we would have to forage for it is it worth it going back? Because you can't grow most of your own food back there. True. Oh, shit. And I don't right. know about you, but I don't know how to hunt. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm assuming, okay. I'm assuming, like, our town's a pretty close-knit town. I'm assuming we could develop some kind of system where, like, return to hunter-gatherer, you know? Like, I mm. think... I think most people would be willing to help each other out. Like, hey, we're going hunting. I'll teach you how to hunt or I'll help provide for you kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Because our town is, like, super willing to help each other out. Um, Not the contractors, obviously, because, like, they don't, like, live in town, so they don't give a fuck about anybody else. Well, they'd have to now. (laughs) They'd have to now. The OG people. No fly in, fly out anymore. (laughs) Right? Because, yeah, would it be worth the resources to make your way back there? My other thought is we either have to take a ferry or we have to go through a major epicenter. And, like, both of those, the the roads would be blocked. There's no way, unless we procured, procured a boat yeah and i don't or, know how to drive a boat <laughs> or we'd have to cut through the woods which would be not ideal because um as much as i'm not trying to be eaten by zombies i'm also not trying to be eaten by bears funnily enough right but even so like cutting through the woods we would still have to go too close to the epicenter yeah yeah so i feel like back home's not the way to go however we live in a very nice province as well, where if we went to either mm. tip, north or south, I feel like that would be pretty good. True. 
Maybe more Ma- north than south. There's also like islands. My dad I was, was looking just at thinking buying that. an island. Your dad wanted to buy an island? He was like, look, it's the price of a regular like house. We should get an island. And my mom was like, let's not do that. Because if you or I have a, a medical m- emergency, they're not going to pick us up because we live on an island. Uh, Yeah, literally. Plus, like, it might be the price of the house, but then, like, you're going to need another house on the island, so. I think it was, like, a little, like, cabin, but the they were uh, selling the whole island, and it I was, like, see. boat access. Anyway, <laughs> that didn't end up happening, um, but our province right now has a better growing season, which means I think you could feasibly live off the land easier yeah. like i'm also thinking the winter time back home like there would be no zombies because zombies cannot that's what i was thinking withstand the cold like the negative 60 50 celsius cold yeah they'd uh, freeze but so would you <laughs> because unless you have a method of always having a fire oh we could wear furs Oh, right. I forgot people did normal things. By the way, 50, <laughs> negative 50 C is negative 58 Fahrenheit um, for anyone that needs that. Yeah, and it does regularly get that cold at home. The schools close at elementary negative 40, middle school negative mm-hmm. 50, and high school negative 60 Celsius. Did they? Oh, Which I doesn't make any sense. I hate skin that freezes so much. Skin freezes. Right? It's like, oh, you're a teenager? I can wait more uh, 10 more degrees to uh, kill all your nerves. When they're not dressed at all for the winter. Right? And the kids are, uh, like, all bundled up properly. I will stay mad about that for the rest of my life. <laughs> it, it's fair. We, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, if we're home, obviously, like, staying there would be a good call because like yeah it would be life as normal kind of just revert to like old society hunter gatherer furs because somehow i forgot about that whatever (laughs) Um, plus there's like an abundance of um like clothes for for the cold at home like yeah yeah. people have like top of the line um cold preparedness things I'd be curious to see if would we be if we'd be able to harness old world technology because we do have like a lot of natural resources that could keep us advanced in terms of those civilizations. Like if you had to revert to pure survival instinct, could we use those natural resources? I think you know what I'm talking about to yeah. like build tools and start production of like uh technology again because if we could build things using those resources like the metals the the, yeah. the woods and stuff i think we could just go back to living a normal life absolutely because here's the thing our town has is a mining town so we have the infrastructure there to like there are so many workshops and so many skilled tradespeople. Mm-hmm who are like carpenters or they can like machine parts and like there's gonna be a period of time I guess I was gonna say there's gonna be a period of time before the power goes out but the where we get our power from is right next door and if they're just as well off as we are in the apocalypse we might not even lose power there the only thing I'd be worried about 
for our energy source is the fact that somebody might target it. Like, if there's a war mm. before the, the zombies, like, that's one of Canada's hit points. Yeah. Uh, which is really scary because I never thought about it before. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> we in the zone. Uh, we in the zone. But even so, like, we have reserves, right? It's not like we blast every day, but we have stuff on the, on the like, lots and stuff. So we would yeah. just need a way to heat it up and obviously, like, fire. And the fact well, that we have furnaces, we just have to fuel it. I feel like someone could make it work. And absolutely. Then when they get, like, a base um, set up, they could feasibly make a better situation in the mine. And they have, like, all the tools there, all of the parts that they need, right? I'm, wow, yeah. I never actually thought about how good we'd have it at home like in an apocalypse like i thought oh yeah that might be convenient but like we could really work our way around a lot of the issues prevalent in an apocalypse i think the biggest issue would be staying warm during the winter because yeah. i anyone if who we lives, lost power yeah anyone who lives in our province um that had older societies like uh, i'm talking about indigenous people they live on the coasts uh, most mostly, which means that the weather is more mild. We could always move um, towards the ocean. If we move, we lose our infrastructure. Infrastructure. True. So it would be more like making a heat infrastructure or getting the heat infrastructure that we already have back up and running so that we can survive. Or I think what yeah. would basically happen is we would, for at least for the first couple of years, uh, try to. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on who you're talking to and who's left. But if you can get everyone um, on like a schedule of like these are the night people, these are the day people, it wouldn't be hard to keep a fire going. Yeah. And then warm like one of the insulated buildings. Or even like if you prepare to migrate in the winter towards somewhere slightly warmer but True. still safer. Yeah. And then return in the summer where you have all the infrastructure. The more you do that though, the closer you become to zombies. So like what's the real threat <laughs> mother nature or the zombies like pick your poison true 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 okay so now that we've established maybe a place to to go weapon of choice what are you taking out these zombies with my friend <laughs> uh little me so like high school middle school me says bow and arrow <laughs> <laughs> um we were kind of like and it was everyone it wasn't just our family it was we got obsessed with archery i know i had a bow because <laughs> my brother he for some reason he asked my parents for a bow and arrow and then we had it and we were like hey our house is under construction come shoot arrows into our walls and everyone liked it <laughs> um, yeah. i'm actually surprisingly really good at archery for some Damn, reason you go i've never shot a gun so i, I Obviously, a gun would be very useful for lethality, but my my aim with a bow and arrow, I just think back to, okay, 10th grade, I'm taking gym class with the 11th and 12th graders, so I'm kind of an outcast, because one, I'm like one of the four girls, two, I'm in grade 10, and like I can't compare it to the grade 12 like literal jocks that try hard every single game, whatever. Anyway, I kind of like dissolve into the back because there's only so many skill sets that I could do in gym class. Like I could run. <laughs> wow. Um, but I couldn't like 
fight head to head with the guys. But in archery, uh, I, was, yeah. I was like teaming up with randos and I knew nobody in this class. Like I literally super awkward, whatever, made some friends eventually, but I didn't know anyone. And some of the like really popular guys were like, oh, yeah, you can just join us. <laughs> I step up, I nail like a couple nines and they're like, what the fuck? How, how'd you do that and i was like oh i i practiced archery before but it was like a, a really big moment anyway i love that for you you had your main character moment it was really cool and then they like th- they didn't like notice me but i wasn't all like i was never picked last so that was at least i had some athletic skill set that was recognized by the team captains which were always like the really popular tryhard guys I love that. Anyway, um, my point being (laughs) that I think because we're assuming, or I'm assuming, that the goal to kill a zombie is to uh, injure the brain, right? Yeah. The archery, one, because I have decent skill sets, also could practice with it, because you can't practice with a gun when every shot counts. Yeah. I could feasibly practice to get really good, make sure I always hit headshots, and then recover my ammo. Like, if it's a a one-on-one type situation and I kill a zombie, I can step up to it, make sure it's dead, like, kill it, like, with an axe or something so it doesn't bite me, and then retrieve my arrow. And if I run out of arrows, I could fletch more. And for anyone who says you, you can't fletch an arrow, you've never done that before. When I was younger, I used to sit by the fire and just, like, make pointy sticks. I've trained for this. (laughs) My arrows might not fly very straight, but oh man, I would have so many of them. And I'm sure, like, if it's something, like, through trial and error, you get good at it. Oh yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, having a medium that you could practice with. Like, I could make a bow out of anything. It might not be a very reliable or good bow, but I can get good with it. I have a theory that our obsession with archery as children was directly related to Hunger Games. I support that theory because my brother went to a signing of Mockingjay. No way! She went to some chapters and we happened to be there. So (laughs) I know my brother was a big fan of those books. Oh, he absolutely was. 100%. Because that was in his middle school. That was the reason why he picked up archery. Yeah, I remember him talking about the books in grade seven, and I don't think I read them until grade eight, maybe? No, he he literally read the series before Mockingjay came out, before it was finished. I remember yeah. that he was, like, super excited for this last book, and I was like, fucking nerd, why were you reading? <laughs> fucking nerd. Well, you should be thanking him now, because your archery skills are going to save our asses, my friend. Hell yeah. What about you? What weapon would you choose? Oh, God. Like you said, like, ideally, you want a a range weapon so Mm. you don't get within the personal space of a zombo. But unlike you, I have no skills in (laughs) archery, and I can't practice shooting. So, um... I, I'm kind of shit out of luck when it comes to range weapons. I don't think you need a lot of range, though, because think about it. We're both trained in martial arts. Mm. You more so a practical martial art. No offense to mine, but it's more <laughs> of a sport. Um, you guys used weapons, didn't you? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've held bow staffs and stuff before, right? Oh, yeah, like bow staffs, tanfa. I really like tanfa, but they're not... 
like I'm not good at I'm not good with them but I think like a, some kind of heavy staff or club could be something or a bat something I could swing really fucking hard and also get, I don't know get some of that aggression out <laughs> I feel like if my adrenaline's pumping hard enough I could absolutely beat a zombie to death bonk <laughs> bonk <laughs> Um, I just, I don't know. I feel capable. Well, okay. So you have to consider, you use your weapons. Like, I don't know if you actually practice weapons with each other or if you just, like, swing them around. Uh, but you have to consider that zombies don't have a lot of mobility. they dumb and they're rotting, right? Yeah. So, like, they shouldn't be that hard to hit. I know a lot of, like, That's zombie true. things usually use hordes as a way to, like, overwhelm humans because... The combat ability of a zombie is, like, negative one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You are absolutely right, my friend. I could 100% beat a bitch to death. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, you could be mediocre at a, a weapon and still do quite fine. It's just, there's a couple of things we need to consider, like, the... Uh, durability of a weapon. So, like, anything sharp might get dull. Do you have the the um, means to sharpen it? Anything weak might break. So, like, you can't be using uh, something that's fragile. A metal bat. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, that would Crowbar. make such an awful sound. It'd be like, Bonk. Yeah. I'm looking at a spider on my ceiling. He's pretty big. I'm really mad that he's there, and I don't know how he got in here. I Damn. do know how he got in here, because he uh, crawled through the gap between the screen and my window, and I live on uh. the, the basement. But, yeah, uh, bugs, gross. Step one, bugs die. Gross. Step one, die. <laughs> Ew, a spider? It's not the spider that's gonna be popping off. Here's a question for you. How would you feel if it wasn't the humans that became zombies, but it was the animals that became zombies. Oh, we'd be dead. We'd be done for. Because animals have, like, built-in weapons. Built-in weapons already used to trying to survive, although I don't know how, like, hard zombies are trying to survive. But, like, if I... It's like coming across a rabid dog, you know? Mm. Much more dangerous than a regular dog. Much more dangerous than a regular human. Because shit's nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I could probably fend off a human trying to bite me better than I could a dog. One, yeah. because if you were, if I had to kick a dog, I would probably just break down and cry. <laughs> if I had Plus... to kick a human, I could do it. I've done it before. Yeah. Plus, like, dogs are low to the ground most of the time. And, like, have you ever been trained to protect your fucking ankles? I don't think so. <laughs> Nova is currently looking at me like I'm insane. Oh, she just licked her chop. She's gonna bite me. Oh, <laughs> uh, no! Just Nova! <laughs> but, like, although, you know what? I kind of dig the idea of, like, zombie sea turtles. Because they wouldn't... They would just sort of, like, float dizzy around the ocean. And I think that's pretty fucking funny to me. <laughs> well, it, it depends on how many animals became uh, zombies. Like, if all the animals became zombies, I think it'd be harder. But if one species became a zombie, then the humans would just put a hit on it and re- eradicate it. Like yeah. they did every yeah. other species that was slightly inconvenient. Well, 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 no. Because have we learned nothing from the Great Emu War? Where the humans <laughs> lost to the emus. <laughs> 
like they put out like emus were like i don't know all the details but i watched a, a puppet history <laughs> uh, episode on this shout out to uh uh the ghoul boys um but like they put out a hit on emus because they were such a pest they were destroying crops and they didn't fucking succeed and one of them had a machine gun not the emu <laughs> one of the hunters <laughs> and he still did not succeed in killing that many emus okay so we've established zombie emus equals our death but yeah. like sea turtle zombie sea turtles probably chill well here's the thing also if all the animals were zombies we would only be able to like eat plants because i'm assuming you can't consume zombified flesh without becoming a zombie also right mm, we haven't established the method of zombification so sure true yeah plus like uh although it could be possible like it's not like a a cross-species contamination thing. Like, it can't jump from humans to animals and animals to humans. Mm. So maybe we could eat zombie sea turtle. But the point is, the point <laughs> I was getting at, if all, those if all the animals were zombies, what the fuck would we eat? We could eat plants, but, like, in places where there's food scarcity or cities or northern climates, then that is when we would be truly fucked. If all of the animals? Yeah. I feel like, though, <laughs> um, I want to talk about this in another episode, so I'm only going to briefly touch on it. We've got science, bitch. We are starting to make uh, artificial meats. Ooh. So, obviously, like, pl places that are not, um, places that rely on actual, like, hunter-gathering societies now would definitely not be able to survive because they rely on, like, the meat they hunt, and this would not be a, a very quick technology. But I do feel like they would expedite that process as soon as you go, hey, rich people, no more meat. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> absolutely preposterous, make, make a cell culture, whatever. And then, because I know it already exists, it's just really expensive and no one wants to pay for it, because why not just eat real meat? Um, but I think eventually they would have uh, systems that you could ship out to the people that need it. Absolutely. I think a lot of people would migrate. I think there would be a lot of people moving from northern climates where you cannot uh, farm to city centers that have hopefully better uh, infrastructure to increase or for the people mm. that need to rely on the area. The spider is gone. I'm terrified. Oh no! Where did you go? Oh, there he is. He's making the round of the top of my room. He's on my make uh, make Nova eat it. I'd no, mind. they eat the spider. I, I'll probably just let him out uh, after the podcast. But he's walked around three of my walls. I wonder if he's going to keep going. A little he spider marathon. Never mind. He's on the web. ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, by the way, here is a great uh, post-apocalyptic slash apocalyptic novel recommendation. It's a climate science fiction. It's called Blackfish City. I forget who it's by. Let me look it up real quick before I forget. Uh, Blackfish City. It's by Sam J. Miller. And it's like this world. It's like after some kind of climate apocalypse, people are living in the Arctic and they're using like, Ooh. they're on like floating cities uh there's they use like the heat from like sea vents to run their cities and it's just all very it's all very cool 
um, there's like a epidemic going on in the story as one of the subplots. And then there's also, it starts with this mysterious woman coming to town on a raft with an orca and a polar bear oh, in tow. And everybody's like, who is this woman? And it is chef's kiss, my friend. I recommend it. Blackfish City, Sam J. Miller. Check it out. Good apocalyptic fiction. Goals. I want to be that lady that brings in a polar bear and what, what else did you say? An orca. Orca. That feels like kind Herbs of... up on an orca. That's definitely a main character moment. Right? Um, my experience with... Uh, zombies at least in the media is the walking dead the telltale game series i've watched a couple things like or what i've only watched playthroughs like i've never played them myself I, i've played the left left for dead series but that's kind of like just a shoot 'em up so that doesn't really count uh mm. there was another one it had the clickers with the like cordyceps ah virus. i'm getting a i'm getting i'm getting a phone call hold on jamming uh, i'm kind of blanking on that right now oh <laughs> I'm I'm recording a podcast with Sam. Okay, but quick, I have an important question. You and Sam can answer. Okay, hold on. Let me put on my headphones. I don't know if you can hear it, but the soup is called. Okay, what soup? If a drag queen dresses up as a well-known character in the media for a drag show, is it still drag or is it a cosplay performance? Because I watched a queen dress up like Voldemort and absolutely hit it, but... They were dressed up like Voldemort. Was it still a drag show or was it cosplay? So, so your conundrum is: is it drag or is it cosplay? My my question to you, my question to you, would be: is there a difference? Is all cosplay drag? Who says drag queens can't do cosplay? Is all cosplay not drag, or is all drag? No, all drags can't be cosplay, but all cosplay could technically be drag. There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for this wonderful interlude. Um, actually picking up, because, like, I was having a dilemma. Because, like, they were hitting it dressed as Lord Voldemort, and I'm like, is that cosplay or is that I think I saw that performance. It was very good. Anyways. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah, love you guys. Love Bye. you. <laughs> Bye. I really like that something happened while while you answered the phone call, and now there's a bunch of zeros in our document. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, I I laid my headphones down on uh, the keyboard because I panicked. I was like, oh no, what if it's the Wi-Fi people? <laughs> you were like, oh, when you picked up the phone, and then the O started appearing, and I was like, oh. If uh, I'll double check to make sure the audio is clear. If it's not too clear, I might cut that section out or just yeah. make it louder. Who knows? Anyway, uh, back to the zombies. I don't think drag queens would make it very far. Oh, no. The drag queens would make it the farthest, my friend. Okay, it really depends, though. A couple of the uh, media zombie things I've seen, you could actually, like, if you disguise yourself as a walk, like a. a, a zombie that you cover yourself in guts and everything they won't notice you if that's the case anyone that has any sort of special effects uh or Ooh. makeup experience would be able to survive real good because they could just uh do 
do the zombie thing. So like drag queens, they perform like all these crazy acts in heels. So if they can do that in heels, think about what they can do in just regular everyday attire. I guess. I'm trying to think, think though. Um, I'm trying to go towards one of our points, but there's certain people in the workforce or in like personal hobbies that would be better off than others. So comparing ourselves would your university degree be useful in any sort of way in a zombie apocalypse absolutely the fuck not so for context i do chemistry and nutrition and i do information management i organize shit i feel like maybe in a a, a like post-apocalyptic society you'd be very useful Especially if we had communications with, like, other areas. So, like, specifically for archiving the event and other things, you would be quite useful. Yeah, I guess I could, like, record things for posterity. Posterity. But, like, I don't think nobody's going to make me... Nobody's going to need me to make, like, an Excel spreadsheet of, like, (laughs) uh, all of the zombies in our area. Or maybe that would be useful. I don't know. (laughs) But the other thing about your job or, like, your profession is the fact that you literally get paid to do research. So if you had the means to do research, would you not be the most equipped person to learn about how to deal with things and how to adapt? I guess. Yeah. Sorry I screamed in the middle of that. I My headphones came unplugged and I panicked. <laughs> uh, we did not hear that. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, though. I um <laughs> yeah I guess yeah I guess like research would be pretty useful I think chemistry would also be pretty useful you could like make penicillin and shit okay but okay 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 it could be I've made aspirin before however I've made it under perfect conditions with ample amounts of supplies so like heat water whatever mm-hmm. and I had the recipe I don't have any of those those things and all of the like air quotes knowledge that I have would be lab techniques. So I could feasibly put myself in a position where I could produce something. The likelihood yeah. of that is not because I don't know the recipe for penicillin, surprisingly, nor would uh. I have the chemicals to make a proper penicillin. Um, well, here, I will research the recipes for you and then you produce them. We synergy. I think the the person that would be better off would be, like, a naturalist. Like, I know certain things. Like, I could probably extract menthol from uh, mint. Okay. I would be good at doing something like that. However, actually making something that isn't, like, air quotes, natural. So, like, synthesizing insulin Mm. or penicillin is not... Like, I don't have the means to do that, nor would I know how. But... If you gave me a lab that was fully functioning and a recipe, I could do it. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. If if we are in our small town and there are doctors there, I'm assuming they'll need and want as much help as they can get. Yes. So they could be like, I will teach you the secrets, my child. Whoever works in the chem- in, in the lab there. Maybe like a fucking pharmacist. Uh, do pharmacists know how to make drugs? Probably not. Maybe they do. Pharmacists receive similar education to the doctor level, 
but most of it is about the mechanisms and safety and production of drugs. So actually, pharmacists would be really good at the medicine. Okay, here. Yeah, there we go. There we go. See, we're, we're getting the gang together. I think I would be more useful for things like, I know how to do a distillation. I could probably throw a distillation together with like uh, scrap like, I, I don't need a lab to do a proper distillation, but that, yeah. uh, which means I could make alcohol, which- Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, you're on my team, bud. <laughs> Not for that reason. Alcohol is uh... a great disinfectant, and it can be used to, like, heal- it, it, It's a anesthetic. <laughs> like, this is what people used back in the day. It was their anesthetic. It was everything, right? It was a catch-all. So the fact yeah. that I could make a- non like shitty beer alcohol but i could make like an actual distilled ethanol would be quite useful in a lot of cases i guess you can still be on my team even if i can't drink it <sighs> if you can research me in the post-apocalyptic world how to make drugs i will make them for you not yeah. for recreational use but for survival purposes <laughs> For survival purposes. And you know what? I think we could band together and make some wine. It might have to be fucking dandelion wine, which is nasty, but, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm also into cooking, so I feel like we could live the non, non-chewing non on grass, eating berries <laughs> life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you... Do you use TikTok at all? I use Reels, which is just TikToks on Instagram. Have Have you been? Have you had the misfortune, the pleasure to experience berries and cream? Yep. Oh Little God, it haunts. Berries and it cream. haunts my every <laughs> every moment. Every other TikTok, I'm like, oh, this is a normal TikTok, and then berries and cream <laughs> comes out of the woodwork and chokes my own mother right in front of my eyes. <laughs> There would be no entertainment. All of the internet would cease to exist. Once again, step one, die. Step one, die. Step two, berries and cream. Oh no! <laughs> I um. That's a here. That's another thing. That drag queens would make it far because who else are gonna be like the performers? Who else are gonna keep us sane? Well, in also. I'm assuming drag queens have other applicable skills other than drag queenship. Oh, well, it's, okay. Certain drag queens just buy all of their stuff. Just like every cosplayer. Like, some cosplayers make all their stuff. Some cosplayers just buy. Some of the, like, drag queens that I've seen, they can sew. They can Extreme. do makeup. They can dance. They can sing. I'm like, you some are... Some of them are accountants. Not, like, sex worker accountants. But, like but like they do numbers <laughs> yeah not that kind of accountant but like they they like have jobs outside of drag queenship so maybe some of them are like i don't know like a wheat farmer i don't wheat farmer <laughs> <laughs> why is that the i don't know maybe if you're a wheat farmer and a drag queen first of all i love that for you second of all let us know <laughs> i i i appreciate you Let's think about some of our hobbies and see if we couldn't translate that into something. Because, like, okay, we're both quite creative, like, artistic rendered people. Yeah. So we would be able to have some sort of entertainment. And I think that's what would happen yes. is, like, any of the artists that have multi-skilled uh, assets that could survive would focus on creating art. Because, you know, art makes you sane, right? I, I, could, I, could, I could be a bard. 
Would you want that? <laughs> Are you telling me you don't want to be the uh, the bard who busts down the bad guy's door and seduces them into stop being evil? Zombies not... <laughs> are attracted to sound. If you're a traveling bard, you're going to die. Mm, who said I was going to travel? I guess, yeah. Uh, but you have to be really good at slaying zombies if you're going to make a lot of noise. Mm. Yo, that'd be such a cool like <laughs> storyline. You're a metal band in the, po- in the post-world where you're facing the zombie apocalypse, but you guys are natural killers. And they just, like, they have a concert and all of the people there are zombies and they're just killing, like, their audience members left and right. And, like, at the end, they they have, like, ah, it'd be so cool. (laughs) I I would like to make it known that y'all can't steal this idea because Sam and I are writing this book right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why write it? Just why not live it? (laughs) Yeah, why write it when you could live it? All right, I guess we're starting a metal band. (laughs) What's our metal band name? Uh... It would have to be something related to the mining industry. Oh, yeah. Literally, the band name's just Heavy Metal. (laughs) (laughs) No, but do you know how cool Uh, that would be? And, like, the special effects, instead of, like, going up in the air, they just shoot, like, bombs into the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) It would be the best way for a city to deal with, like, uh, the zombie hordes. Because, like, Uh, you need to collect them in an area and dispose of them in a, like, a fashion, a a quick fashion. If you could televise this shit, like, that would be so cool. (laughs) So, basically, what you're saying is we're gonna save the world with the power of metal. Hell yeah. And explosives. (laughs) I am so down. And you know metal people are crazy. There was that guy that bit, like, a bat's head off once. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that fucking Ozzy Osbourne? I think so. Hold on. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. It was supposed to be a fake bat, but it was bat. a real bat. Bat. Yeah, he did. He did eat. Ozzy Osbourne commemorates anniversary of infamous bat incident with plush toy. <laughs> <laughs> he capitalized on it. Um, he, uh, January 20th, 1982, the singer infamously bit the head off of a live bat on stage in Des Moines iowa during his diary of a madman tour after a fan threw the animal at osborne's feet oh that's weird <laughs> why was okay first of all why was the fan holding a bat <laughs> second of all why is your first logical conclusion when somebody throws a bat at your feet to bite the head off a bit animal abuse he probably i'm pretty sure in the interview he said it he thought it was a fake bat yeah that makes sense Still kind of weird. Can you imagine the mosh pit? How wild the oh zombie mosh pit would be? The zombie mosh pit. You think the zombies are going to be moshing to our, our sweet, sweet uh, metal music, my Hell friend? Oh yeah. Well, they might not be dancing, but think about a mosh pit. The The crowd usually tries to close the area that the mosh is in because they don't mm. like being squished. So all of yeah. these zombies are closing in on, let's say, 10 people in this like uh in this huge crowd like let's say a couple thousand of uh, zombies because it's loud uh, yeah these guys are moshing so hard for their lives it's the most <laughs> metal mosh pit you've ever been in because if you stop moshing you you die yeah oh god you were so right it's such a good man 
Ugh. All mosh rules are off. Elbowing, mm-hmm. allowed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know Absolutely. any other mosh rules, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bloodshed. Uh, okay, shall we move on to our obsessions of the week? Yes, yes. You go first, because I don't have one yet. I, I wasn't thinking. I was trying to come up with a couple of, like, um, obsessions last night. Like, I was thinking about this so hard. I have two um, that are very small. The first one is chocolate milk. <laughs> Ugh. I get on these kicks of chocolate milk is the only thing I want to consume all day, every day. Uh, yeah. Every, like, two years, I'll do it. And then other times when I'm not on my chocolate milk kick, I'm like, this is too sweet to be a drink. Get this out of my face. But I've been drink. I've had, like, three cartons of chocolate milk in I the past, like, two weeks. <laughs> um, the other thing that I've been obsessed with is I went to Costco with my dad, um, mm-hmm. and we bought these. My mother had tried them before. We bought these Parmesan chips. It's literally just baked cheese into, like, a, a hard chip disc, whatever. Tasty. So good. Um, I used to, and I remember this vividly, I used to take shredded cheese, melt it in the microwave, and just eat that. <laughs> I feel like that's something soup used to do, too. Because of me. Okay, okay, This okay. was a thing that happened in middle school because I loved cheese so much. I used to put it on a plate and melt it. I went over to um, Alex's house once uh, for a sleepover. He, uh, he, We were watching The Simpsons for some reason, which I've never like actually watched. But his mom came in and was like, do you guys want any snacks? And I was like, yeah, could you make melted cheese on a plate? <laughs> and she was like, you want me to what? <laughs> I can see her doing that for you, though, going, okay. <laughs> she did. And not only that. Alex was like, oh, can you do that for me? I want to try it. And then we had, we had melted <laughs> cheese on a plate. And that's something I ate for like four years. Whenever I was like, mm, I need uh, a snack. I used to melt cheese on a plate. Gosh. And then my friends were doing it because it's just melted <laughs> cheese and it's very tasty. Um, I fucking love that. But yeah, these Parmesan chips are like, they meet those criteria. Uh, the awesome. melted cheese is never crunchy. You sometimes I would microwave it too long where it would get that weird bubbly texture, but if you did that, it's harder to get off the plate and it's harder to clean the plate. So I usually left it at the soft, mushy phase. But I these see. Parmesan chips make my brain real happy. <laughs> um, I've eaten a whole bag already and I should have picked up more than one bag. However, it's all cheese, which is a lot of fat, so it's probably for the best that I don't have any more. <laughs> Your poor arteries are sobbing. It's fine. <laughs> I uh my obsession of the week is ramen dude mm. uh so I had like proper ramen for the first time just this month yep um and there are two really fucking good ramen places right next door to where I live god damn you're lucky one of them hand makes their fucking noodles dude and when they run out of noodles for the day they close the shop oh wow it's so good and it's all i can think about all i want to do is eat ramen all day every day there's no ramen in the zombie world step one die step one die it's not worth it (laughs) it's not worth it if there's no ramen in this world should we even oh i do have a second obsession uh there's uh this k-drama called hotel de luna so good god tell damn us, it's so good tell us about the story because case k drama stories are always quite interesting so it's a hotel for the dead yep 
There you go. Right? <laughs> and um, this woman has to atone for all the lives she took by running this hotel. So she's been running it for fucking ages. Uh, meanwhile, flash forward to the modern world where um, this little boy has a thief for a dad and the little boy's like got a really strong conscience. Anyways, so the dad almost dies. He's like halfway between life and death. He ends up at her hotel and tries to pick a flower for his son because he remembers that his son was like, hey, you don't gotta steal to get me a birthday gift, dad. You could just like pick me a flower. And she's like, yeah, you can have that flower if you give me your son's life <laughs> and he's like no no I can't she's like would you rather die if you go back to the world of the living and raise him proper and in 20 years give him to me I'll let you live so they make the deal uh 20 years later guess what the son went into hotel management <laughs> oh, wow. and now he's gotta manage this hotel for the dead <laughs> How very convenient. It's called Hotel Del Luna. Watch it. It's so good. I don't know why it didn't like occur to me, but I guess not all K dramas have to be romance. Like when I think <laughs> drama, I think romance. But then again, like um uh fuck, I remember, I can't remember the name, but the one that BTSV was in, the like historical drama. Right. But it barely has any romance. So I get okay. I could see it. That's pretty dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, I think there is romance in this one, but it's not like typical what you would think of a romance show. It's just like a cool show with some romance in it. I, I don't know. K-drama isn't usually the typical thing I think of when I think of romance because they do a lot of <laughs> weird shit. They're like... <laughs> I love every second of it. I, I don't even remember some good examples, but the guy is always a real jerk. <laughs> Oh yeah, always. And it somehow works out. And they'll do weird stuff, like uh, that one where she left her like computer open with her schedule, and then the guy like was oh, accused. Oh, she's in, she's in the trap. Yeah, the guy was accused of changing her schedule or whatever, dropping a course that was hard to get into. But we never there. finished watching that. No, but probably for the best, because we had yeah. a, a better conversation than that. Um, oh, hell yeah. Anyway... Thank you guys for listening to We're So Fucking Sorry. You can find us both on Twitch at twitch.tv slash remove Sam. And at twitch.tv slash I'm Sorry Lucille. You can also follow us on Twitter at FKN underscore sorry. You guys should also be aware that you can save time by crying about two things <laughs> at the same time. So in the zombie apocalypse, when you're pressed, just like cry about two things somebody oh. dies that you love also cry about i don't know not being able to eat ramen <laughs> <laughs> bye bye